This is Living Real Radio. Real issues in real time with your host, John Angotti and Greg Walton. Living Real Radio is brought to you by Closets by Design. Imagine your home totally organized. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 615-261-8700. That's 615-261-8700. Welcome to Living Real Radio. Greg Walton here. It's just John and I today, John and Gotti, uh, co-host. How's it going, John? Going all right. Here we're looking at each other on Zoom here as we do this recording today. It's been a rainy a rainy week. It went from snow to rain in like no time. We went from winter to spring in a matter of 12 hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And Al just washed away like crazy. All just like Frosty the snowman was gone, but Frosty left his hat in my music room, by the way. So, Oh, really? Next. Yeah. Do you, did you find Frosty? Did not find Frosty under the you hat. Just, but found Oh, you found the puddle. Back. I get it. Yeah, it's like the greenhouse. It took me a minute. Yeah, but seriously, somebody left a hat. Look, just like Frosty. So the kids were there the other day, and I was like, "Look, Frosty left his hat. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. It's He's melted away." That. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was crazy though with the snow coming and then going away. So of course, I, I I like the snow. You know? No, I I thought I mean, it was great too. Yeah, you, know, you, you being from Chicago, you grew up with snow. Yeah, and, it. You know, it it's kind of refreshing having that little bit of bite, you know, when you take air in. I don't know. There's just something about it that I, it reminds me of my childhood going out in the snow. So, yeah. It does. I remember when I first moved to Tennessee in the year 2000 in Memphis. So it was, I don't know, it was probably 40 some degrees. Maybe it was starting to cloud up, look like there's a possibility of some snow flurries. So I'm in a, actually in a pair of shorts, pair of boots. You know, I got like a hoodie on or something walking in the office and they're letting all the kids out of school. I'm like, what's going on? Well, we're letting the kids out of school. Why? Well, it might snow. It's like, what? Hey. It might snow. So what? You know, having to get to grow accustomed to the fact that, you know, down here below the Mason-Dixon line, way below the Mason-Dixon line, that uh, there's no salt or trucks to remove the stuff. So if it snows, Places are pinned in, you know, in Memphis, but in here in Nashville too, but it was the ice that would come, yeah. you know, that would make things difficult. And even in, you know, the, uh, it's the rural areas too, where it's, it's really hard to get to. You have dirt roads. It, it can be pretty, yeah. pretty treach treach treacherous. So if they can't get everybody there, yeah, they, they, yeah. they call it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, it was like a winter break though. It was fun. I, yeah, I it was. Enjoyed, you know, I'm sure everybody and most everybody probably enjoyed those those days off, which were uh, which were lovely kind of thing, you know. But you know, we still got we still had to work. You know, now everything's online. It's not like we really missed a day of work per se. You know, missed no. going in, but you know, things still I, get done. I had a little bit of a COVID good. flashback, though. You know, <laughs> especially because yeah. we. Uh, I was having, we're, we're having to kind of catalog like what we did, um, during the pandemic, you know, cause we business office stuff. And, and so, and so I'm sitting there in my house, shut in and sitting on the couch, like I was working during the pandemic and going over all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, Oh man, it's, uh, brings back 
Good and bad. So, uh, you know, as bad as COVID was, though, you know, I, I look sometimes at those days as refreshers in some ways. You know, everything slowed down. You know, you, you, you couldn't go anywhere. And, you know, you had to just, you know, everything changed. It's, and when we came out, of, it was really like the blip, the blimp in, or the blip in, uh, in the Avengers, you know, <laughs> yeah, when they had right. the big, I mean, it's very similar to that. Nothing seemed to be the same when we came out of COVID. You know, a lot of things changed along the way, good and bad, you know, but it's just mm -hmm. the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we still remained faithful. We still, you know, kept our belief in God and all that kind of stuff. You know, we trusted that, uh, you know, that somehow, some way God had had us and was going to get us through. Uh, those difficult times, you know? Yeah. And I kind of think that's what the messaging is when we hit ordinary time, you know, um, kind of get into, we're, we're in that day-to-day -day thing. <laughs> yeah. We need the, uh, the, the announcer on the side to give the sign note. Ordinary time folks is the time in between yeah. Christmas season and Lent and between Easter season and Advent. Yeah. Right, yeah, because we we're a liturgical uh, tradition at St. Philip, so um, in the Catholic tradition there, yeah. So we wrapped yeah. up Christmas, gosh, with um, with Epiphany, right? No, it was actually what's the first? The it's the it's it was the baptism of the Lord. Is the yes, baptism. yeah, yeah, and uh, um, the presentation. And all that stuff, but right. Epiphany was the last Sunday that we celebrated right. on Christmas. So now we're in this ordinary time, mm -hmm. but you know, it's like things are back to we're back to to do the work, you know, right. in our everyday kind of thing. And, and that's what we see happening in the readings is is kind of the the works of Jesus, you know, uh, and his mission that are kind of being unfolded. Uh, these past Sundays, we had the calling of the apostles. That was um, last week. Yeah. That was last week, right? Right. And this weekend, um, we got the Gospel of Matthew, chapter one. Is it Mark? Or, no, Mark. Gospel of Mark. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> chapter one, twenty-one to twenty-eight, and this is where Jesus casts out a demon. And uh, so here, here's the gospel reading we have. Then they came to Capernaum. And on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. kind of a, uh, in some ways, it's a big hit on the scribes there, you know. Jesus, he taught as one of having authority, not as the scribes. You know, depending on how you say the line, 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, the scribes don't have much authority. They're just, you know. Well, he taught differently. So from what I've understood is that um, usually when you taught in the synagogue, you quoted, you know, yeah. um, you know, a, a source. And, and Jesus didn't do that. You know, he just, he spoke without offering any references. And then... Uh, right. About the Pentateuch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to, to also understand that the synagogue is not the temple, that they're two different entities. Mm -hmm. You know, that, you know, when you think about the priestly duty, the priestly duty happened in the temple. The synagogue was more of a open space, you know? Mm-hmm. You're familiar with that, right? You're familiar with that? The, the synagogue is, it's like, almost like the narthex of the yeah, church. right. You know? And anybody could actually speak in the synagogue if they had, you know, something to say. It was that type of thing. So Jesus himself was, was a carpenter, you know, and here he comes preaching with authority. And, and uh, I, I'm sure... Uh, that created a lot of um, followers, you know, to, to hear that new, something new coming out, you know, it's like uh, something brand new that just happened, like a brand new uh, uh, idea that you'd never thought of before. And all of a sudden you get this fresh way of, of hearing, you know, the, these words uh, to command unclean spirits, you know, some kind of, it's almost like, in our, you know, the politics is the politics, but by goodness, it would sure be nice to have somebody come out with who had, um, that everybody could agree on, you know, that had that authority, you know, that we could mm -hmm. all follow, you know? Yeah. And there's an interesting contrast in this because, you know, when the demon identifies him, the Holy One of God, Jesus is quiet, you know, and yet, and then we see in the last line of the reading, his fame spread everywhere throughout the land. So I think what the gospel writer is telling us is that Jesus wasn't about the fame game, even though he was known, you know, uh, and famous um, yeah. for his works. That that wasn't his art. That wasn't his mission. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you think about it even today, you know, people that become famous, you know, there's a certain... Uh, scuttlebutt that comes with them, whether it's mm -hmm. true or not true, you know, and I, I'm that that has that's got to be since the beginning of time. Anybody who receives any kind of fame is also going to, you know, be the target. You know, you're a target for, you know, good things and bad things. But people who are jealous of you, are, you're going to be a target. You know, so Jesus right. saying, "Quiet, come out of him." You know, even when he tells the apostles at times, you know, don't let anybody know what I'm letting. What I'm, what's going on, you know, mm -hmm. to that extent, because that would, you know, create, you know, it's like, do we follow Jesus because of the miracles or because of the message? You know, is, mm -hmm. is the miracles, you know, if he just did the miracles without the message, what good would the miracles be, you know? Right. Right. And, you know, but I'm sure you have a song or something for this too, don't you there, Greg? Well, yeah. So we were talking about songs, and actually, the one that I thought is is uh, you you gave it to us. It's um, "God Who Listens," Chris Tomlin. 
um, yeah. which is a, it's a new tune, right? Fairly new. Um, Came out yeah. last year. But yeah, it, with Thomas Rhett, the, the country singer. Yeah, yeah, and in it, uh, he he actually references Jesus rebuking the spirits. You know, um, yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. Let's hear it. Here we go. All right, God who listens, uh, Chris Tomlin uh, featuring Thomas Rhett. All right, you're listening to Living Real on Nashville's Hippie Radio, ninety four point five, made possible by Closets by Design. Some of the songs on our Nashville Hippie Radio broadcast cannot be featured on our podcast, but you can find links to them in this episode's description. Thanks for listening. Imagine the clutter in your home gone. Imagine no longer needing a junk drawer. Imagine everything put away in its place. Imagine your home totally organized. Let the professionals at Closets by Design organize your home, office, or garage. They're experts in space management and specialize in maximizing the space that you already have, whether it's your closet, office, pantry, or garage. No space is too big or too small. Call locally owned Closets by Design for your free in-home, no-obligation consultation. Find out how you can save 40% off their everyday low prices and get free installation. Call 615-261-8700. That's 615-261-8700. Or online at closetsbydesign.com. Welcome back to Living Real Radio. Johnny and Gotti here with Greg Walton as we are zooming in today on this rainy day. It's a rainy day here today. Maybe Sunday when this airs, it'll be bright and sunny. I hope so. But uh, that last song we heard with uh, Chris Tomlin and, and Thomas Rhett, you know, um, Chris has actually been here to St. Philip a couple times doing some videos in our old church. So yep. like if folks ever watched um, The Chosen, his, his Christmas song a couple years ago they filmed here. And, but the point I want to make about this is Thomas Rhett being a country singer, singing on a Christian song, I thought was, was awesome. And I want to give Thomas Rhett, you know, kudos for that because, you know, I've talked to a number of folks who are on the secular side of, the music industry and they're almost afraid to show their faith you know they're almost afraid of the backlash afraid of not being as popular uh to to put their their faith out there and so you know i got to give it up to thomas rett who who sang on that album and you know who is a great country singer as well you know mm -hmm. that we shouldn't be afraid of those things you know i think everybody wrestles with uh the, the faith issues and wondering what is and what isn't, you know, and the world's so torn apart by our uh, uh, lack of complete understanding of God. You know, it's, it's, it's so limited to our own um, human ability to think, you know, we can only see so far, but the thing that we can see, I think is um, we can see what God is not, you know, mm -hmm. that, especially when it comes to things like hate and, and violence and, you know, those kind of things. And, uh, you know, so like in our school systems where, you know, people can't pray, you know, there's all these kind of rules and laws we set up for s separation of church and state. And yet faith and family seem to be what's most important to most people. And, uh, you know, to have the ability to to be able to share 
what you've learned so far. You know, what 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 do you think about faith? I think it's it would be awesome conversations to look back at those days and see what people thought when they were teenagers. Probably don't even think about it though. I don't know. Do you think think you think junior high kids and teenagers are thinking about those issues? Oh yeah, I mean, I look back. At I mean, I was thinking about it in middle school. I I think you know. I, it depends on the individual, you know, right? Depends on yeah. a lot of circumstances there. Um, some people are in spaces where God and, and the kind of love I think that Christ wants us to show one another is just not there, you know? And, and it's hard to believe, right? And then others do have that kind of support system. And um, hopefully that makes that journey a bit easier you know um so we i it's yeah. important to be sensitive to people's circumstances i think yeah could, yeah for me i remember i was a freshman in high school and my sister uh was dating this guy and of course she wasn't supposed to be dating this guy because my parents wouldn't let any of us date till we were 21 but it was going to be but you know they were very strict about that kind of thing but anyway she had this this boyfriend great guy, guitar player it was fun you know everybody loved him he was a couple years older than me a year older than her and she really 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 loved him and um uh, i remember it was memorial day weekend and uh they came to our front door to tell her that he had drowned and mm. uh you know i was 14 at the time and she would have been 15, maybe 16. And, you know, it, it just, that event really shook my, shook my world on many levels. But it also uh, was the, the door that opened me up to kind of go to the seminary. Mm. Was, that, was that adventure of, of that loss. Of, and, uh, you know, for her, I don't think she ever, ever really recovered from that from that wound of, of losing, like, you know, that first love that she ever had. But she always remained a very faith-filled person. You know, she always believed that there was something more, you know, my sister was, is, and uh, even though she was mean to me, but she was nice to everybody else. Sisters she, generally, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we even fought till, you know, sometimes we still fight today, but we get along. But anyway, the, the point I was trying to make is that at that young age, to be able to start to think about, you know, it was that event that threw me into this of how short life is, mm. you know, that today's a gift because tomorrow's not promised, you know, and what is this thing called faith? And, and now all of a sudden, we, you know, we've been going to church our whole lives as a little kid. Well, what does it mean? You know, and, and is there really a God? And how do I know? And all these, then you, then you begin that journey and uh, you know the the psalm that is this week this weekend is, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. You know Psalm Psalm ninety five. That mm -hmm. you know, where do you hear God's voice? You know, and a lot of times through others. So like you know, I remember all the consoling and all the people that came to that funeral and all the people that were surrounded her. You know to offer her comfort through this difficult time and her parents, you know, his parents and he had a sister and, and a couple other brothers and, you know, just, just 
I can still visualize that from so long ago of how people came together, you know, and it increased my faith to tell you the truth. It, mm-hmm. it really drew me in instead of sending me out the other way. Cause I, you know, something like that can, I think, you know, it, it can put you on that teetering spot where you're either going to dive all in or you could get on out and say it's all, you know, made mm-hmm. up. You know, I was just listening to Richard Rohr's Breathing Underwater, where he breaks open the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and wrapped up the 12th step. And he was talking about how difficulties and love and suffering go hand in hand, you know? And it's difficult to believe in a God when we think of God as this omnipotent, separate thing, right? that is letting us go through all this stuff. But in reality, uh, God being love and being in union with creation is suffering with us through it all. And that common journey that, that, that God is suffering with us too, uh, I don't know, it just, it, 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 kind of, it really captured me as a, a, way, a different way of thinking about when we go through trials, you know, and also the common humanity, like you were just saying that everybody coming together in this moment of suffering, you know, it, it brought together great love in the midst of all that. Yeah, absolutely. That God can turn it around, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. it takes that faith to believe that, you know, that, that presence around us, that, you know, that there is something molding us, Mm-hmm. You know, and shaping us, and like you know, Plato being formed <laughs> into something beautiful. You know, after somebody's just demolished your Plato thing, you know, that you can take it, and rebuild it, and that's what you know. I think that's what God does. That's right. uh, rebuilds it. I this reminds me of a song because you were talking about you know uh, a gathering, you know, of worship. So. Uh, the song really struck me was John Batiste's new project and uh, his song Worship. And this was actually, I think, featured in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was his oh, awesome. a song from that project. Um, but it really is about community and togetherness um, and that none of us is greater than anyone else. And um, But at the same time, kind of that that beauty of of all of us together as, as a people. So let's play that. This is Worship, John Batiste on Nashville's Hippie Radio 94.5. You're listening to Living Real, made possible by Closets by Design. Welcome back to Living Real Radio. Greg Walton and John Angotti. And we don't have a guest today, but we're reflecting on the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. And, and in the Catholic Church, Ordinary Time are the the weeks between uh, Christmas and Lent, and then uh, between Easter and Advent, and uh, and mm-hmm. so we're in the fourth Sunday, and uh, we're looking at the readings. John, you were looking at the second yeah, reading. Second, second. But before we get to that, so we just heard that song from John Batiste, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what my middle name is? Is it you Batiste? Batista. Batista. <laughs> well, how yeah. about that? Yeah, so, you know, dude's got my first, 
because I always thought about that as an artist. Maybe I'd go by John Batiste. That's what I, and then he came out with his name. I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so, John, what are your thoughts on the second reading? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. First back Corinthians to, here. Let's go back to, to the, to, to things of church. Yeah. Okay. So, first Corinthians, brothers and sisters. I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, so she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about things of the world, how she may please her husband, I'm telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, for this for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Paul apparently was single and that kind of thing. But, you know, priests today that aren't married, nuns aren't married. There are people who are celibate in their lifestyle. And to choose that, who are brothers, you know, perhaps uh, a religious form. And, you know, the, the, there is something to that when you don't have uh, a, a spouse, you can do, you can give more time to the ministry itself. Right. Well, yeah. here we do actually see, you know, the scriptural foundation on celibacy, you know, and, and that calling. And when it comes to being on mission, um, yeah. at the same time, I think Paul is point out, points out and in other parts where he says similar things like this is not, you know, a matter of, you know, faith and morals. He doesn't say it that way. This is just, you know, my opinion on how you can best serve. <laughs> um, so there's nothing like, you know, um, some sort of requirement when it comes to this uh, type of commitment. Um, but yeah. Paul's just saying it's going to be easier if you do. I think but, it's yeah, also, yeah. Go, go ahead. Then I got a rebuttal. Go ahead. Yeah. So but I think it's also important to point out that, you know, the early Christians in the first century thought Jesus was going to come again right away. Right. So there was also an attitude don't get too attached, you know, um, focus on the faith because, you know, things are going to be ending soon. Uh, but, you know, even today, you, you can take that and, and use that as a, as a metaphor for other things, not just being married to, uh, a, a man, but married to your job, uh, oh, married yeah. to uh, your activity. You know what I mean? You're, you know, where uh, soccer, you know, are, are my kids got a soccer game on Sunday. We can't take them to church. Well, what has more life value at the end of the day? You mm -hmm. know? And, you know, sports, I play sports. I love sports. I love sports. Um, but I do realize that my, my faith is more important than any game that we could possibly be playing. And yet, you know, we live in this society where uh, the sports outranks everything, I think. You know, even it, it overshadows if you're, uh, you know, going to a conference. I can't tell you how many retreats and stuff I've done that kids got to leave early because they got a ball game, you know, or this one can't make it because they got a baseball game. And now when I look back at these confirmation retreats and stuff and the ones that left, I want to know how, what was the benefit of that ball game? 
you know, was there an eternal benefit of that ball game versus what they could have learned in their faith life? And not that it, they're not okay now, but I'm just saying the, the, that the uh, things that we feel are, are more important than feeding our spiritual side, you know, looking mm-hmm. at the mission. And then what happens is, is that those things can create anxiety. You know, your job, when it's overpowering, can create anxiety. Your, your life, uh, uh, just all of us, I don't know anybody that doesn't carry something in their family that's troublesome. You know, social media tries to post, you know, post these pictures of everybody's life is wonderful. And, and that's not necessarily true. You know, and we have wonderful moments, but we of things that all of us deal with along the way and how do we uh, uh the only way to let go of that anxiety i think is is when you finally find faith that you know somehow god's going to get you through whatever it is you're trying to get through whatever the difficulty with the family the job you know even the game you know a lot of my niece she went to the university of south carolina on a full on a full ride and uh d1 school and you know what she burned out she quit. You know, my sister was beside herself. She had a full ride scholarship. She just one day just couldn't take it any longer and she gave it up. You know, so all those games and all that money spent on club club ball and all that kind of stuff just went, you know, as if it never, you know, as if it never mattered today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Her life became more important, doing what she wanted to do. She didn't have the anxiety any longer when she let go of what, you know, the anxiety that it created in her, you know, to, to be that player, to be that good, to keep up with that, you know, in order to be at that level, mm-hmm. brought, on a lot, brought on a lot of uh, anxiety for her. And so, you know, I can see that in this reading where if anybody was preaching on that, they could take it to that place for folks too, so that it has meaning now that in their lives, if there's something in your life that you're holding on to that's creating all this anxiety, maybe give it up to God. And if you listen to the voice, because if today you hear his voice, you know, harden not your hearts, but your life may not be as hard Mm. if you listen. How about that little play on words? I like that. Yeah, I think I got a song to go with it. I was going to say, I hope you got a song to go with it. Yeah, so um, this is one way that we oftentimes sing at Mass. I think we probably sung it possibly last weekend um, with the calling of Peter, but it's the summons, John L. Bell. And this is a nice arrangement of it uh, from BioCP Spirit and Song. So, will you come and follow me if I but call your name? You're listening to Living Real on Nashville's Hippie Radio 94.5.
Welcome back to Living Real Radio. John Angotti here with Greg Walton. And today we are flying just the two of us here today talking about today's readings as it's the fourth Sunday in ordinary time. You know, if anybody's listening who has a guest that they would uh, think would be somebody they'd like to hear on this on Living Real Radio, you can just email us and, uh, you know, with their information kind of thing, and we'll reach out to them. So we're always looking for uh, various guests, you know, faith-based or just, you know, just music guests, somebody that's doing something that where they're living real. Right, Greg? So we'll take those kind of guests yeah. and talk to them and hear their stories, because that's what we want to do. We want to connect, you know, people's uh, lives and their, and their faith journeys with anybody who's listening who may need to hear a word of hope. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the mission. The mission of the, of the program is, uh, is to bring a, a message of hope to those who need to hear it and, and to bring the gospel to the airwaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, we threw in a second song there, right? Greg, we threw in brave. Yeah. By Sarah last- Bareilles. And, little- and the reason being is, you know, we were talking about, uh, you were talking about your niece and um and how she was felt kind of locked in or maybe trapped into this soccer route and and she stepped out of that and i think it there's a lot of it's hard stepping out of the expectations that everybody has built around us um and uh and to just be true to who we are and so uh we after the summons um we added brave Sarah Bareilles there because I just thought that was a bold move for your niece to make, you know, and it's yeah. say what you want to say yeah. and let the words fall out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At, at first I was upset with her. I was like, you got a D one scholarship. What, what are you doing? And, yeah. you know, just hearing where she was at in it, you know, I look back at it now and I'm like, you know what, that, that was a very brave uh, thing for her to do. You know, she's a, she's a, she's a great, young lady her and her her other two sisters her brother was uh uh, passed away years ago at uh, 21 in a motorcycle accident Mm. you know so they've been through quite a bit my that's my other sister not the one i would fight with this is my younger sister (laughs) i have a couple siblings anyway so greg so as you know as we're closing out today kind of winding out it's actually kind of a fast show it was nice hearing a little more music along the way today yeah it was uh it's kind of a low pressure day and, for us <laughs> yeah it was low anxiety day yeah since that's the right was because, no anxiety there was no anxiety yeah. right so yeah. kind of like paul was writing about hey don't worry about being married we didn't worry about a guest today so <laughs> we just took it to heart yeah so as we get the year getting started, Greg, we got a couple more weeks of this. Uh, um, gr- I would call it the green time, the uh, ordinary days, because the colors at the church are green. Before we enter into Lent, which is early this year, February fourteenth, so we only got a couple more, couple more sessions before we enter into Lent. So mm-hmm. eat up, drink well, <laughs> and have no anxiety. That's right. Have no anxiety. And that's our tune going out today. Um, have no anxiety. Ed Bolduc. And uh Bolduc, Bolduc. Oh. Not Duke. Sorry. I'll, I'll make sure 
you know, there is the Duke and, but there's Ed Bolduck. <laughs> Ed Bolduck. Ed Bolduck. All right. Yeah. Here's have yeah. no anxiety. Ed Bolduck. And you've been listening to living real. Yep. You can check out St. Philip for all the activities that are coming up. So a lot of things going to be happening during Lent. So hang on for the ride folks. Go out and smile at somebody. No anxiety.
Now I'm in darkness and can't find my way out You lie my way You lie my way Now I'm in sorrow and can't see past the doubt You lie my way You lie my way When I feel like all hope is gone And I don't have the strength to carry on I can look up to you And see your light shining through My crooked paths, you make them straight My ways, you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world, you radiate My crooked paths, you make them straight My ways, you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world I'm never good enough You shine through me You shine through me When I can't find a feel unconditional love You shine through me You shine through me When my weakness gets the best of me And I don't want anyone to see I can look up to you And see your light Shining through Oh, light of the world you radiate My crooked paths you make them straight My ways you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world you radiate My crooked as you make them straight My ways you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world Sacrifice Light of the world you radiate My crooked paths you make them straight My ways you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world you radiate My crooked paths you make them straight My ways you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world you radiate My crooked paths you make them straight My ways you illuminate As you fill me with your grace Light of the world You've 
You've been listening to Living Real Radio, real issues in real time with your host, John Angotti and Greg Walton. Be sure to tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. to Living Real Radio. Living Real Radio, brought to you by Closets by Design. Imagine your home totally organized. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 615-261-8700. That's 615-261-8700.